Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. The TV bees do both. That's us. I'm Tina. I'm Ryan. What are you doing? What are you watching? How you feeling? I'm buzz. Me too. Wanna talk about it? Hell yeah. Now what you need to do is pour yourself a drink. And you better put on those bitchin' slippers. Because we have a lot to say. TVBs. Hey you guys, it's us. Thank you for joining our supplemental podcast, Bees Buzz. If you need a little bit of recollection, I'm Ryan. And I'm Gina. And today we're going to be discussing something actually very, very serious that's going on right now. And it's something that I probably will never experience uh, being born how I was. However, there is a huge race war happening right now in the world. And it's honestly disturbing to see, especially because it could happen to any one of our friends. We live in a very, very multicultural community and we know several black people, I'm dating one, and have been with a person of color for the past eight years consistently, and um, everything is scary between run with Ahmad, between justice for George Floyd, there is too much going on, and when it comes right down to it, it is all rooted in racism, um, and I don't feel educated enough to really speak on it and say that I'm woke, but I do know that it's wrong. I do know that I've been integrated with all races since preschool, and I've never really understood racism until Trump came into office. But there are numbers that you can call if you want justice uh, for everybody who had a part in the death of George Floyd. I mean, we were subjected to watch, if we wished to watch to watch it, a snuff film where a man um, was accused of using a counterfeit bill, and from what we saw, didn't resist arrest, but there is definitely a video of him dying in front of our eyes, being suffocated, uh, death by asphyxia. And it was a police officer who caused it. And um, a lot of police officers have been showing their ass. I'm not going to say that they're all bad, but at least the ones that we see are all bad. Um, So call 1612-234-4499 to demand officers Thomas Lane, Tao Tao, and J. Alexander King to be arrested immediately for the murder of George Floyd. One of three is already behind bars and uh, charges have been pressed. Also call 502-735-1784 to demand that officers John Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove be terminated and charged with the murder of Breonna Taylor, who was murdered within her own home. Also, Call 1770-800-0689 to demand the GBI bring charges against McMichaels and William Bryan and investigate and bring charges against Glynn County Police Officer Robert Rash for their role in Ahmaud Aubrey's killing. Uh, my partner jogs daily and it is haunting knowing that he could easily be Ahmad and he could easily be George. And that fact unsettles me. Um, I follow Grassroots Law on Instagram, who is uh, partially run by Sean King, who is one of the main uh, activists for Black Lives Matter. And everyday check because there is always going to be new numbers if the numbers are busy if the mailboxes are full try again tomorrow i've been calling every single day because this is sick and it's not okay this is not the same america that i remember when obama was in office this is not the same country where people of color have power or hope 
this is one where white supremacy is, I don't want to say encouraged, but it's not disencouraged. Um, support your black businesses. There are restaurants, no matter where you live, that are owned by black people. If there aren't, go to any person of color's owned restaurants, shop at their small businesses, buy their art. Um, a few that I can re recommend if you are into beauty, go to Juvia's Palace, go to Fenty Beauty, go to the Beauty Bakery, shop Ivy Park, do what you can to make a difference from home, especially during this pandemic. There are petitions all over that you can sign. You can definitely sign them via our bio. We will link several that you can sign to end the injustice. If you are listening to us and do not agree that Black Lives Matter, that gay lives matter, I highly suggest that you unsubscribe and stop listening immediately because we do not think alike. Donate to whatever you can, however you can, whether it's giving time, money, resources, or product. In this time, we all need to be united as one as Americans. Register to vote if you are not already registered. And please remember to think about everybody, not just yourself, when it comes to anything. A lot of us do not know what it's like to be stared at when we walk into the store. A lot of us do not know what it's like to get pulled over for a minor traffic conviction and end up dead. Please, do your part. And listeners, if there are any numbers, businesses, petitions, anything that we may not have mentioned and you want us to give a shout out or a repost or a share on our story or any of our social media, we will definitely do so. But we need your feedback um, and your submissions. Um, please bear with us because I would like to give a moment of a minute of silence for everybody that we have lost in the 70 years since segregation has been ended and in the almost 200 years since slavery has ended. They deserve at least a moment of our silence if the country cannot reparate them in the ways that they should be. Three, two, one. And we're back. Thank you so much for partaking in that with us. And please do share this episode as well of all of the resources with everybody that you love. Now, to get on with our main mission, which is to entertain you all, um, we're going to go ahead right into our flashback series where we are going to discuss a few updates from an episode from our very first season, and this is episode four of Bees Buzz. Therefore, we're going to review season one, episode four, featuring... Watch What Happens Live with our own baby, Andy <laughs> the... Cohen. And it's still happening live. It is still happening live because we are still... Um, well, we're in California, so we are still under shelter in place. And we are still in a quarantine 
and we are still staying at home more so than ever right now um with a curfew actually yeah we have a curfew now um which is something new to our whole shelter in place for different reasons but yeah we're still in this thing but also what's interesting is watching the world and these different hosts of um these different late night shows doing the same damn thing really anything that was live um you know outside of the news really is done from someone's own home which is kind of cool and refreshing you know one thing that sebastian and i have been really enjoying to do is we watch the disney family sing-alongs live oh interesting what is that like uh it's really interesting it's you know a bunch of stars singing disney movies beyonce made a surprise appearance singing in their own homes yep singing um when you wish upon a star and it was beautiful Mm. uh, most recently this is my favorite one so far was they did a stephen sondheim uh who is, of course, uh, one of the creators and composers and songwriters of Gypsy and Company and Pippin. And they did a 90th birthday virtual celebration that was aired on TV. And one of the coolest ones was Meryl Streep, Audra McDonald, and... Oh, uh, I saw Christine this. Baranski they did were drinking Ladies Who Lunch, and mm-hmm. Meryl was drinking a martini, and they were all just having, like, their drinks. That was were, so good. It was so good, and every single performance was good. Bernadette Peters was there, who was just fantastic. She doesn't um, age. I feel like she's timeless. She has, she has very, very good... Cheekbones? <laughs> she has good work done. Yes. Um, Patty Lapone was there. It was just really fantastic, and it's amazing what they're able to do with all of this. But um, the same thing was brought into the Tiger King reunion, which wasn't out when we reviewed the show. But Joel mm-hmm. McHale did a reunion where uh, Netflix sent all of the people being interviewed iPhone 11s to record their own. Oh, uh, interesting. Can they send the TVBs one? I have an iPhone 11 now. I do. I not. have to upgrade. So if anyone's listening, <laughs> um, link in bio. <laughs> link in bio for my Domi tree. Uh, but. But Watch What Happens Live is currently being filmed in quarantine, and I've watched a couple of episodes. My favorite highlight, well, of course, one of the best things about Watch What Happens Live is the tea that spilled. Always. Um, And some recent tea that I just found out. Did you see the episode where Goldie Hawn was there? No. So Goldie Hawn is one of my favorite actresses of all time how does she look she's also timeless i feel she looks like she's had good work done as well Uh, i remember when she did i think it was the banger sisters she like was starting to age and now she looks even younger like okay you know how like some women they get like plumper but they're not fat but they look younger like she's had like some good Mm -hmm. fillers i feel she's fantastic um her character in First Wives Club is one of my all-time favorite characters of all time behind Crystal Connors in Showgirls and uh, Norma Desmond of Sunset Boulevard. Elise Elliott, I would easily play any time on stage, on screen. If you need me, call me wherever you are, no matter how far. And he um, means it. She spilled tea that uh, Harvey Weinstein was working on an adaptation in the mid-90s of Chicago, Uh the musical, uh, written by uh, Bob Fosse and uh, choreographed her. It was a Fosse-Burton production. Her and Madonna were initially going to star in Chicago in the early 90s. Interesting. However, uh, Goldie was going to be playing Roxy, Madonna was going to be playing Velma Kelly. Roxy was written as a 23-year-old character, which Goldie was far beyond <laughs> the years of that. And she had a pay-or-play con- uh, stimulation in her stipulation in her contract, which meant that she wanted the 
film rewritten, they said, no, I see this as a young character. And she said, all right, then pay me. So she got paid her salary, but didn't have to do anything for it. Of course, everything fell through. And then it was produced with uh, Renee Zellweger and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones less than a decade later. So that's a little bit of tea that could have been. And I'm going to let you share some tea that you've just learned before I go into some classic WWHL tea. I honestly, like, would have really loved to see Madonna in Chicago. Not me. I just think that she's a very unique person. And if you've watched her sing in quarantine, I don't know if you've watched her Twitter or social media videos, but to listen to Madonna sing without any, like, auto-tune or anything at all is very, um... It's just something you need to see. I will. I'll just stop it at that. But you I, really. I don't like to tie like our main episode into our bees buzz. However, if I were to cast Chicago today, Zendaya mm-hmm. would be Velma mm-hmm. Kelly, and I would um, do uh, uh, Derek and Derek and what's the Dancing Sisters name? Dancing with the Stars. Uh, oh, Hugh. Hugh. Julianne. Julianne Huff. I would cast her as Roxy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think she's a little too bubblegum for that role. Like, she doesn't really have I feel like she could her. do it. I feel like this could give her the sass that she needs. Everybody needs that role that gives her sass. Did you think that Zendaya, a Disney star, would play as a drug addict? Yes. Because I feel like she has that grit to her. Because she's from Oakland. I respect that. I respect that. She's from Oakland, baby. <laughs> Bundy, that's Texas, baby. <laughs> All right. We're Watch what fun. happens live. We're having such a great time. Cheers, Gina. Cheers. You know what? I'm proud of you. And um, I just want you all to know that Bees Buzz officially does not have any kind of like drinking rules. We just want you to vibe. We want you to vibe. We want you to have fun. We want you to be buzzing in all senses of the word, but it doesn't have to be from a drink in your hand. Yeah, because I don't put that on. That's my what? Word. Word. Um, so uh, I love when John Mayer comes on Watch What Happens Live. and They have the weirdest sexual chemistry. They do. And they're supposedly like best friends. And um, Andy Cohen's a huge Grateful Dead fan. And obviously um, John Mayer plays Jerry Garcia's role in Dead and Company, which is kind of like a revamped Grateful Dead. And they go on tour. They're amazing. I've seen them perform once with my dad. But I think there's that, like, um, camaraderie and respect from Andy Cohen to John Mayer, but there is that, like, vibe where you're like, hmm, I feel like they get down with the get down. Anyways, I didn't know this, but I did a little research, the fact check that I am, on their relationship and just John Mayer in general. So before quarantine... He actually was one of the first celebrities to come on Instagram Live. Because you know when you, like, refresh right now your Instagram, besides, like, the hard times that were in outside of quarantine. I have to say some people are going live that shouldn't be live. I have unfollowed several people just because I feel like they're going live too damn much. (laughs) Or I mute them. Yeah, funny memes just about, like, when you're walking into a bar and everyone's just, like, on Instagram Live. Because it's completely taken over our day-to-day quarantine life. But um, he was one of the first celebrities to use Instagram Live to produce something called Sunday Scaries, which I had never heard about besides experiencing my own. Um, But I apparently set out on a mission to ward off the Sunday Scaries with question and answers from fans, introspective ponderings, surprise guests, and I guess it went really well. And this was all a show every Sunday that he produced on Instagram Live. So that makes me, like, love him even more because I think he's awesome. But I also think he's probably, like, really stoned and, you know, maybe doing hallucinogenics during this Instagram Live. Probably. To ward off the Sunday scary. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but I think it's kind of cool, I mean, to use Instagram Live not just because you're bored and you want to, like, talk to somebody. Yeah. I mean, to actually, like, do something that's going to mean something to someone. 
So yeah. anything that I do on live is like completely scheduled and like there's a plan. There has <laughs> to be, but some people don't have a plan and are just on there. They're just like, who wants to talk? Who wants to talk? But check out Sunday Scaries if you already haven't um, from John Mayer. But I would definitely love to explore that relationship between the two of them even more. Okay. So I want to play a game if that's okay with you. Of course. I am, I have a page up about some of the best tea that was spilled on Watch What Mm. Happens Live. And I'm just going to read off four of them to you. Okay. And I'm going to give you basically what the tea was spilled, and I want you, in one minute or less, to uh, theorize and dissect that. And I'm going to have a timer. Let me know whenever you're ready. And the minute will start after I tell you the tea that's been spilled. Okay. Nick Lachey confessed that when he was married to uh, Jessica Simpson, they would do hand stuff under the table on Easter Sunday right in front of Joe Simpson. So Jessica Simpson's family is extremely extremely religious, but I always saw Jessica Simpson as like the good, uh, you know, all-American, comes home for dinner, goes to church on Sunday lady, but Nick Lachey to me is kind of raunchy, you know, he kind of goes off the grid from that 98 degrees man that he is, and I feel like they wanted to do some, like, really fun things under the table because she was like, you know what? I'm going to break free from this Catholic schoolgirl mold. Um, so maybe she was Britney Spears before Britney Spears had that Catholic schoolgirl look. I think they came out at around the same time. But maybe she was first. Okay, so that's less than a minute. But I will say that uh, I'll add on to that by saying that Nick Lachey then said, the best thing about not having Joe Simpson anymore as a father-in-law is that I don't have to play grab ass under the table on Easter Sunday. Oh, boo. Right? I wanted something a little more. Um, so, another good one that I have. J-Lo said she'd rather see Britney's Vegas show than Mariah's. <laughs> when asked whose show she would go to first, J-Lo said, Brittany, because she dances. Your minute starts now. Well, Mariah Carey dances, too. Remember when she stumbled at the, <laughs> the New Year's Eve party in New York? Yes. Anyways, I think J-Lo knows real talent when she sees it, and that is obvious that Mariah is talented, and Britney Spears would fall second. But in all honesty, Mariah has a bad attitude and Brittany is just setting things on fire in her gym right now and she's all about making it work so <laughs> if you've seen Brittany in quarantine you would want to go to her show over Mariah's any day I saw Mariah's show and I can confirm that she is a fucking bitch from hell mm-hmm. specifically That's because right. I was about 20 minutes late because I was mighty drunk trying to figure out the... You were late to Mariah's show? Okay, she hold on. so No, offended. wait. Hold on. Hold on. It gets better. It gets much better, <laughs> Gina. Uh, I couldn't figure out the bus system of the Strip. I was staying at the Orleans, and she was at the Coliseum. Yeah. MGM, I think it is? Or Probably. Or Caesars Palace. She... Fucking, I was 25 minutes late, and she was still on her first song. She was late, too. I got there. I said, I'm so sorry. I hope that I could still get in. Unfortunately, they sold my seats at the balcony, so I got tickets, like, in the 11th row. So I was, like, right oh there. I could see her. She was singing live, and she did sound amazing. Was she and wearing stockings? She, was she wearing stockings? I have the pictures. Okay. We'll fa- I'll post oh, one yes. of those pictures. Um, but I was uh the third i was in the third seat from the row and she came walking down and i said to the couple next to me i said oh guys can i please just stand next to the aisle i'd love nothing more than to give her a high five one of my first cds was the butterfly rainbow and i bought butterfly after that even though it came before rainbow 
Um, I will never forget the lyric in the Heartbreaker remix. Uh, Debrat says, Butterfinger, my tangerine. And my dad was like, what did she just say? And then he couldn't stop saying it. Um, when she was wearing like jean shorts and like a white tank love top. a boy oh wait no that's love a boy when she's like uh, oh, how does the heartbreaker remix go um, we're gonna play it on our break uh, but basically I went to go give her a high five and she side eyed me and then her security guard looked me straight in the eyes and says we don't touch her and I was like, you know what? Fuck you. So I so wish I so, spent money to So I that wish that I mean. saw uh, Britney's show instead too. Uh, was that my that was my second piece of tea, my third tea, and I am going to restart my timer. And I am going to tell you that Jimmy Fallon confirmed that he knows why Timberlake and Spears broke up, but he refused to say the reason on air. He says we used to hang out all the time with Britney as well. I remember going to a Super Bowl party at Planet Hollywood that Britney and Justin were having, and it was just really funny. All I have to say is, you don't have to say what you did. I already know. I found it from him. That's less than a minute. I have nothing else to say. Britney's a cheating, lying ass Just kidding. Love you, Brit Brit, but... Obviously, the proof is in the pudding. He wouldn't have written a song about it, if not. Or basically, like, a whole album, which was one of his best. Came from heartache and heartbreak. You know, that's the thing. A lot of the best songs come from heartbreak. Um, Look at um, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together, which is, like, the biggest, like, breakup bop ever. That was totally about me and my high school boyfriend. Okay, my last one circles around to um, my... Second point of this fact check. Mariah Carey responded to Demi Lovato saying that she disses people and is nasty. Mariah said, I don't know her either. And by either, she means there was a uh, segment from the early 2000s where uh, uh, reporters like, what do you think of Jennifer Lopez? And Mariah Carey says, I don't know her. And so she says, I don't know her either, referring to Demi, and so I wouldn't say anything to her. She should come up, introduce herself to me, and say, here's my opinion. What do you think about it? That's how you handle shit, okay? Uh, Gina, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give myself this minute, and I am going to go ahead and say, Demi, even though Mariah is my favorite artist over the two of you, I agree with your opinion of her personality. His mind's um, experiences firsthand, y'all. I've experienced firsthand. Also, I have a really good intuition. Gina was on a really shit podcast before this, <laughs> and uh, I I was interviewed for it, and uh, I had several opinions on Ms. Ellen DeGeneres that were unsavory. <laughs> Because she wasn't sweet, in my opinion. And I thought that she bullied her guests. I thought that she was an asshole. And all of a sudden, all these rumors are coming out. And people were like, no, Ryan, we can't air this. It's going to be too controversial. People love and Ellen. the proof, once again, is in the, the proof pudding. The is in the pudding. I know how to read people. And if you want me to read you, send me a picture of you. And I'll read you to Phil at TVB's podcast. On Instagram. Come for the DM. Um, yeah, so... That was uh, actually really fun. You what can... we've learned from this is that Mariah Carey is a diva, first-hand experience. Ryan's always right. Ryan's always right. <laughs> Britney Spears cheated on Justin Timberlake. And Jessica Simpson is a hoe. I'm just kidding. I love Jessica Simpson. But her family's weird. Oh, but hold on. I stan Ashley because she uh, is now Ashley a part Benson. of the Ross family. And she is a queen. She's Forget a about queen. that Saturday Night Live moment. They played her. But um, pieces of me. So, uh, guys, if you have any favorite tea from WWHL, 
watch what happens live. I'm so happy you're back with us, Andy. And yeah, you made it through Corona on the other yeah, side. Yeah, he had coronavirus, and he just had a new little baby last and year. Anderson that he could Cooper. And Anderson. Oh, uh, not, not Corona. We mean baby. Baby. Oh, love they us. both they have They can babies. now raise their kids together. Oh, I love Now John Mayer just needs a kid, Andy's. and uh, we'll know it's all true. Well, guys, you know what? We are going to be right back on our commercial break. Please enjoy the song that we just talked about. back. Thank you, Mariah Carey, for that lovely commercial. Um, of course, because our main podcast, it heavily focuses on one show at a time. So June and I, of course, love to give recommendations that are of film, podcast, books, or, you know, any other kind of entertainment besides TV that might bring you some type of joy in this specific time in our lives so gina why don't you give us your buzzworthy content of the week okay so the first season of the show did come out in 20 i believe 18 it's a psychological thriller called homecoming it has two seasons and i've been watching a lot of amazon prime typically i'm hulu and netflix but recently i've been diving into amazon prime to see what's here and what their originals are like. And I was not disappointed. So spoiler alert, um, Homecoming season one and season two, we're both following the same storyline, but a key player is taken out of season one and a key new player, actress wise, is put into season two. Julia Roberts stars in season one, but not two. And what was the... Artist I said earlier, Janae. Janelle Monet. Yes, she is in season two. And you guys, also another spoiler alert, we just discussed Euphoria and how much we love Zendaya, not only as a singer, actress, dancer, entertainer, but also just for how much she puts into the character development and characters that she plays. Same thing here with Homecoming Season 2. But I'm going to give you, Ryan, a complete premise because you haven't seen it yet, have you? None of it. Have you heard about it or seen Coming Attraction? Not until you mentioned it as we were writing this outline. Because Homecoming Season 2 Honestly, when you said I, when you said I'm going to recommend Homecoming, I was like, fuck yeah, that Beyonce concert is on point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can actually start with that because it's a great segue into a woman who wakes up in a rowboat adrift on a river but she has no memory of how she got there or even who she is. The search for her identity leads to the Geist group, which you have seen in season one. If you're a fan, have seen it already. The mysterious wellness company behind the unorthodox homecoming initiative. Walter Cruz, love this guy, by the way, this actor, trying to build a new life after experiencing the traumas of war and the initiative quickly realizes that there's a new, even more insidious version of the program underway. With all this going on, anonymous Geist underlying Audrey is thrust into unexpected positions atop the corporate ladder. So there's so many themes that go into Homecoming 1 and 2, um, and just like a few of the top ones for me is definitely this corporate ladder. Um, 
of the government and corporations telling you a specific way that you should think, feel, act, a look into the future of how basically our society is and hopefully what it'll steer away from. Um, it's very futuristic, but it also has like themes of like homecoming. What does that mean to you? Kind of like euphoria. What does that mean to it's us? It's like, like it's like you're coming, you're reuniting, you're congregating as a group mm-hmm. to whatever you consider your home base to be. Exactly. Um, and in homecoming, I believe it's several different things. Um, and I don't want to give too much away because I kind of want you guys to experience your own type of homecoming. But it is about a powerful drug that was man-made from a creation that wasn't supposed to be used in that way. And it's about forgetting where someone has come from, um, what their past experiences are. And if you were to rid all of that of a human being or a veteran and put them back out into the world to live a new life, well, do you have to like know your past to understand your present and future? Or are you okay with forgetting the past? To live in the present uh, so it's really trippy i'd love to know if you guys have watched it um what common themes like you've come you know and uh kind of like distinguished and went wow. through in homecoming it's super trippy so many good actors and actresses in this show um i can kind of go through others besides julia roberts if you um, want to, go for it. I know nothing. I'm a canvas. Okay, so if you've seen um, Shameless, there are a couple of stars from Shame- Shameless, like Jeremy Allen White, who plays Lip. Um, Sissy Spacek is in season oh, two. Oh, my goodness. I know. She is so phenomenal. And to be honest, like, she's kind of like... I want her to be my mom. <laughs> I love her. Love her D- so did you much. Watch, did you watch Castle Rock? I haven't, but I watched her in Bloodline. Okay, for sure. Um, Castle Rock would be... That's an Amazon, right? That's on Amazon. You know what? Okay, oh, so we've good... been kind of like teasing this for the past couple of episodes, but uh, we want to do like a full like Halloween season. Yes. And I definitely want to do like Castle Rock if we do that. Same. Okay. Because I want to watch it. And I feel like, uh, and I haven't seen any of the second season, and I'm due for re rewatch of the first season, so I feel like we could easily, like, binge all of that together. Yeah. Down. All um, right, perfect. We're going to Airbnb as soon as this is over. <laughs> as soon as this is do over. Do our research. Most people want to go to the bars or We want to watch shit together. We want to watch things together, <laughs> be together, and... Um, I'll end with this final cast member, which I think you'll love, Joanna Cusack from... Oh, no, never mind. Joan Cusack. We didn't watch Shameless because she was an important role um, no, that Lip was about. But Gina, she is Debbie Jelinski from the Adams Family Values. That's right. I think we mentioned her last, well, two pods Joan ago. Cusack is... See, I knew there was a yes, reason. <laughs> she is the T. Um, so check out, I would definitely start, there's so many ads out for Homecoming season two right now, and Amazon tries to trick you and tells you to watch Am- uh, season two, episode one first. Don't do that. Start with one, go all the way through to two. It's based off a podcast, which we'll get into, or I'll get into later. Nice. What about you? I want to know what you've been doing, watching, seeing. So initially I had something completely different written down. And then last night, uh, my partner Sebastian and I decided that we were going to watch something that's been in the top 10 of the Netflix picks of the week for the past uh, at least two weeks. Uh, And we just decided to jump right in and watch The Wrong Missy, which stars David Spade and Lauren Lapkus, and it that's its own all-star cast um, comedian do you remember Terry from Reno 911 played Mm -hmm. by Nick Swardson he was this gay guy on these roller skates he's on it Um, I was surprised that he was only 43 because he's hasn't aged that well (laughs) but um, here's the basic premise of it imagine going on a blind date with 
your worst nightmare. And then you meet somebody with the same exact name who you fall madly in love with. And you accidentally text the wrong Missy to oh, join you no. on a company retreat. Well, go figure. It is full of love. It is full of hilarious circumstances. At one point, the wrong Missy, who happens to be a therapist of some sort, with the boss's wife at a spa together. And of course, disaster ensues. Um, you imagine the, uh, imagine this. Not only do you text the wrong person, but your ex is there with you, who you're so madly attracted to. Interesting. So it is one of those screwball comedies, and if you've watched David Spade movies, you'll see a lot of the same ensemble cast. I love how comedians do that. They, like, yeah. recycle their friends and, like, just pass co-stars through different Almost movies and like shows. Almost like how... Uh, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy are both on Schitt's Creek, but they were also in a lot of... They were in the same ensemble, film ensemble, uh, that Best in Show mm-hmm. was in. Uh, mm. and, the, and the type of humor that The Wrong Missy invokes, it's almost... You can't help but fall in love with her by the end because you realize that... You can't really this is the wrong judge Missy, a book by its cover, and then the uh, and then you realize that you know maybe it's wrong because it's right. I started it and couldn't really get into it because I didn't really understand the humor. Um, so maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. To see if like past the first three to five minutes. I. Do you kind of see where I'm coming from in those, like, first initial, like... Yeah. When no, he meets no. the wrong person in the bathroom and she falls yeah, yeah, in the yeah. bathroom, I'm like, yeah. oh, god. Okay, no, no, no. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Trek through. Okay. Okay. Mission. Yeah. I'm down to uh, watch something new. And I wanted to tell you this. I completely forgot until right now when you mentioned the Netflix, like, top ten, which you guys, TVBs, should definitely watch out for because it's really fun not only to see what's new on Netflix but what's trending now in the US um because some of the things are spot on so I'm like this movie is like 10 years old well yes I was just going to I was actually going to mention that I'm glad you brought it up uh the movie just go with it it reminds me of that where you just have to kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, these are the people that I'm with on vacation. And it's starring Adam Sandler, uh, Jennifer Aniston, and I think Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Or, uh, I can't uh, no, remember. Some, uh, somebody that's an icon also is in it. Uh, anyhow, it reminded me of that very much so, but a little bit of... Okay, hold on. There's the cast list. I'm... Th- Nicole Kidman, she's the old one. Of, of course, I'm thinking, of, I forgot that Heidi Montag was in it. Oh, my God. See, I might have to rewatch because it's a part of the top ten. But now what Netflix has done is, you know, during the part that you spoke about recently, like the screensaver of Netflix mm-hmm. that shows the different shows on a larger scale. Yeah. Interactively. So they now have, like, three words to describe the show or movie. Oh. And it's kind of cool because if you were kind of like we do in our, um, you know, podcast, not the Bees Buzz, but um, our main one, our main TV podcast, bees. we discuss three words that first come to mind when we think of this show or series. But I just thought it was like interesting how after like TV Bees did it, Netflix as a whole was like. Let's adopt the three-word motto. But it's kind of fun because it's like you can definitely, like, call someone up, like, you should watch Just Go With It. Why? Well, Netflix says it's funny, witty, and charming. And for that Netflix, I have to say, catch us outside. How about that? (laughs) How about that? Um, The next segment that I want to get into is, okay, this week over the past, you know, since we last intervened, intertwined rather what um what are you 
drinking? What are you eating when you watch your shows? Mm. I personally have been making food boards. So I take this really large cutting board that I have that I never use for cutting. And one night I put a pizza and salad and, uh, and, uh, crudités Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had like a pizza, salad, and cheese board. I love the that. other night I did mini quiches and you know just all kinds of like frozen so appetizers, if like samosas. Too much that can't go on the board. Okay, well. Have you had that issue? Yet? I haven't had that issue yet because I, I Sebastian is very very strict with his like calories and like his home workouts. Therefore, I only oh, make... Oh, he's plant-based right now, right? He's plant-based right okay. now. So, like, any meat that I make is separate. But at least for, like, if last night, for example, I did mini quiches. What were the insides? What were the inner? Uh, one was uh, mushroom. The other was spinach and cheese. And then the other one, I think, was, like, a chive and cheese. Uh, they were from Whole Foods. They're really good, but a serving size is four. So I did four for each of us that way he could just enter it as is but what i found fascinating is a board you eat as much as you would having a regular dinner okay however it's more of like a sharing a popcorn experience but a full meal you're watching something together but like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up a quiche this moment or the other night like yeah we have our salad on our plate but then we have you know crudite and uh, homemade uh, pizza to go with it, and so it was I, a different type of crust. They used broccoli. Uh, well, the topping was okay. actually broccoli and so cheddar. I saw a broccoli crust at Trader Joe's recently, and I, I don't didn't like that. know that was a thing. I knew cauliflower. I do. I do wheat. plain wheat crusts. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have celiac, therefore we are not gluten free. And gluten doesn't really affect us, so we really have no restrictions for eating other than my tomato allergy. So I tend to make our own pizzas, therefore I know that it's always going to be an olive oil, pesto, or alfredo-based sauce with no yeah. sun-dried tomatoes, diced tomatoes, etc. And does he mind like not having... He's gotten sauce. used to it, actually. We don't even have ketchup or marinara in the house for him. We do. I, because... The general rule with us is I will make the sides, but if he wants any kind of protein for himself, whether it be like a faux chicken scallopini, um, actually part of the appetizer last night was uh, Field Roast, which is a vegetarian brand, uh, mini corn dog bites. And I thought they were fantastic. Similar to that, but like sausages, and they were done as mini corn dogs. And I told him, I said, I prefer these over regular corn dogs. I think I'm going to do these. And I did it with a really fantastic, spicy, homemade honey mustard sauce. And it was, it really hit the spot having these boards. So every day this week, I'm going to do boards for us. So I, that we I just think that's like really a cool like a way to keep things fresh and fun. Yeah different but also like you can speak to it when you like interactive make what you make one meal you make a mac and cheese it's like you're sitting there and you're like cool it's delicious it's hearty it's all the feels in one bowl but there's not much to say like oh i used penny this time or oh like i used like this cream or i used oat milk um but to actually have something that, like, you're, like, having fun in the kitchen and, like, you're creating things because, you know, he's plant-based or, you know, he wants to stay under, like, specific amount of calories or wants yeah. to explore but also, like, I don't know, keep it all veggie or keep it all... He, yeah, he definitely wants to keep it colorful. all veggie. Um, I think that's so much more meaningful than a one-dish wonder. Yeah. So my question, because I'm super interested in this, with plant-based, what are, like, some other things that you've made for him or you've seen him, like, making that you're like, huh, I could never imagine, like, the corn dog thing. I cannot imagine eating a non-corn dog only because, like, growing up on corn dogs, and Corey and I actually just recently made corn dogs for 
um, the big, what is that big truck show? Oh, monster trucks. Uh-huh. We sold those with one of Corey's friends um, a couple weekends for like some wedding cash. But I can't imagine eating a non-corn dog. So are there things like that you've seen that you're like, I could never have imagined? Honestly, Beyond Burgers are quite tasty. I would easily eat one if a regular burger like I don't really like turkey burgers Mm -hmm. I I I like um those are like tasteless I like like chicken filet Mm -hmm. deep fried sandwiches but I I really do love a good hamburger or even like uh even like a Italian sausage um I I'm surprised at how good that the beyond meat foods are um and now there's all these restaurants that are doing Beyond Meat. But I've realized how many of my sides actually are vegetarian and compliant with both of our dietary needs. Mm-hmm. You know, it basically satiates me and allows him from eating meat. You know, he still has cheese. He still has So eggs. the pork belly, he was like, obviously. You know, he's not going to try it. It's yeah. not that he doesn't like it. It's just, you know. But he grew up eating meat. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a very, very new thing for the both of us. Mm -hmm. However, he's extremely committed to it. I respect that commitment, and I'll do anything that I can to make sure that he doesn't have anything that deviates from what he wishes. And honestly, I haven't had to alter much. It's just when I make my own protein, I make half as much, and then he just makes his own. See, it can be done, listeners. If you're going through something similar where your partner is now on a different type of diet than you are, you make it work in the kitchen with yeah. a board. Yeah, and if and if you're creative enough, you can easily do it. Like, my board definitely had pork belly on it. Uh, but you have an Instagram that you can share with the listeners. Yeah, if you, follow, if you follow at stay-at-home meals on Instagram, you will find all of the boards that I'm doing um, this week, you'll find past recipes. And there's actually a uh, cookbook in the works where I'm planning on typing everything up so that you guys know everything. I'm not sure if it's going to be a website, a book, et cetera, et cetera. However, the resources will be available to you. And if you need a recipe before that happens, just message me. I don't know. I feel like because my fiance just walked in the kitchen, he should describe what we're having for dinner tonight. Yeah. This is food talk, Corey. Corey, what are you making for dinner tonight for us? Hold on, folks. He's listening Hold on. to his show Rogan podcast. In. Yeah. What are you making for dinner for us tonight? Um a souffle and uh um a uh Roasted pork shoulder. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's lying. <laughs> what are you really making for us? I'm making chicken, mashed potato, cauliflower, cauliflower, mashed potatoes, and green beans. Nice. The chicken right now, you guys, is literally marinating in buttermilk and rosemary. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really good. You guys should stick around and have some. They just you might. Heard, you heard it here first, folks. That was a personal invite to our home. <laughs> but to be, to be honest, um, Corey's holding right now. This is actually an interesting topic. Maple syrup that he paid $15 for. He's actually taking a, a shot of it right now. Ryan, would you want to take a shot of it? I'm not sure. Why are you doing that? Does it have, like, good benefits? Excuse me, that extra... Oh, I need to, to really start cooking well. Hell yeah. So Corey watched an entire documentary on Vermont maple syrup and how rich it is and how it's also rich in history, too, and in price, and it's all natural. And so we found, like, a $15 bottle at Grocery Outlet, um, hashtag Grocery Outlet, and we were like, let's buy it, let's cook with it. And so now it's been used in so many different things, like marinades for chicken wings, um, I guess shots apparently in the middle of the day. <laughs> we'll probably drizzle it over um our buttermilk fried chicken tonight, or I'm sorry, our pork shoulder. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, our chef's gone mad in the kitchen. Maple syrup will cause laughter. <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back. <laughs> Are you okay? What is? Oh my gosh, Ryan! I'm really trying to lose weight for my wedding because I need to fit in this dress in like three months. Well, have you heard of Fat Snacks? I haven't. What is that? Fat Snacks is a delicious food company that provides convenient, keto-friendly snacks, such as cookies, different types of teas, that really satisfy your cravings while maintaining your goals. Oh my gosh. So you mean I can basically eat cookies on the couch while watching Netflix? In moderation, but you don't have to feel bad about it. Oh my god. And this is called Fat Snacks? How do you spell it? Uh, F-A-T-S-N-A-X. And you could find them on Instagram at, at Eat Fat Snacks. And if you use promo code SNAX5, you will get 5% off of your order. Oh my god, that's amazing. I can't wait to try it and hopefully look damn good in that dress. You will, girl. You will. Thanks, Fat Snacks. <laughs> All right. And we are back and we're going to end our start our last segment with uh, reading headlines and only reading the headlines and discussing those said headlines. And Perfect. I'm going to let... This is one of my favorite things. It's do. a lot of fun because we eventually do scroll down the article and figure out what was wrong with our initial thoughts. So let's learn together. Okay. Gina, what is your headline? I actually haven't clicked on this yet, and this is by no means funny or humorous, but it's interesting. It made me stop to click on it. I haven't read anything other than the headline. Richmond man caught cannibalizing 90-year-old grandmother, police say. As in the Richmond that I live in? Correct. Oh, so nice. there's like three different things that I immediately, without reading it, am thinking about. The police say that this happened, but... How could they not know if they saw a man legitimately eating another human being? Mm -hmm. Correct? Well, because as the law states, you're innocent until proven guilty. So this is what they saw. They cannot say he did it. But can't they say he did it if he actually was in the process of doing it? They could say, like, grandmother found cannibalized grandson has blood on mouth. Police say. I actually would love that. <laughs> it's reminding me of like um, Teen Wolf. <laughs> okay. Is or, this a Twilight? Yeah, Teen Se Wolf. Um, oh my gosh. Never mind. There's a new um, Harry Potter coming out, not Twilight. I got it confused. Oh, but I, damn. You have me on the edge. <laughs> no, I watch Harry Potter. I love the Harry Potter. So there's a series. new Harry Potter coming out. Yeah, Wait, the... did I mix it up? Wait, no, there's a new Twilight coming out. There's a new Twilight coming yes. out? Yes. But there's also a new version of, maybe it's not Harry Potter. There have been a ton of, there's a, there's a, the, uh. Y'all, people have been doing a lot of writing in quarantine. The Crimes of Grindelwald, what, what is that whole series called? The, uh. Oh, there is a new starring, Twilight. Starring Eddie Redmayne, it is called the. Oh God! I saw the I saw it too. Harry Potter spinoff. Listen to the sweet sounds of us researching what we're talking right? about in the moment. Uh, they're called uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That was the uh, spinoff. Okay, and Twilight. There's a new book coming this time from Edward's perspective. Um, called Midnight Sun. Nice. FYI. And if you don't know who Edward is, it is Robert Pattinson. Please don't watch The Lighthouse if you want to look at him differently from who he plays in Twilight. All right. So my headline is, why posting a black image with the Black Lives Matter hashtag could be doing more harm than good? Oh, tell us. Because a lot of well, people on Blackout Tuesday have done so. Okay. So you should not... I'm not by the time this airs, uh, it'll be it'll be post fact. But if this happens again on a Tuesday, do not post a black image with Black Lives Matter. 
Do Our not, oven is now at 425, just letting everyone know. <laughs> do not post just a black square image with the hashtag Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM because that will actually bury that hashtag in a sea of nothingness. Uh, those specific hashtags should be reserved for uh, posts that give in formative statements about the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, as well as any uh, news, donations, hotlines that you can call, whereas the images that you all are posting that are of black square posts, those should remain as hashtag blackout or hashtag blackout Tuesday so that the important issues of Black Lives Matters are uh, represented. And I definitely think that one thing that could be uh, detrimental to all of this getting buried is the activism that actually is transpiring in this time. There so. are a lot of positive stories, positive videos, positive photos that are happening right now, and it's unfortunate that a lot of that positivity is hidden within, like, Fox News yep. updates, for example. Yeah. So we see you. Um, we are here with you. We stand with you. Um, personally, I saw this meme. Not meme. Um, this, like, I guess, stock photo that somebody yeah. made into, like, um, something to be shareable. And it said... Um, I understand, although I may never understand, but I stand. Yeah. And I think that's true. Like, I may never understand um, truly what it is like to be a person of color, but I stand with you, and I'm here for you, and I advocate for you, um, and I think we should continue the peaceful protest, and like we said in the beginning of our podcast, support in ways that we can during this time. Yeah. And if that's, um, you know, virtually because we're on a curfew currently. And quarantine. And quarantine. Then, like we mentioned, there's numbers. There's ways to donate. Um, there's things that you can do from your own home. Like, it is definitely a privilege to be in your own home. Yeah. And safe. Um, so... A lot of people don't even have a home to be safe at. Mm -hmm. Or the quarantine has put them in situations that are not, you know... Okay, but let us know. We're here for you. So do not confuse Blackout Tuesday with Black Lives Matter um, because they are they are close cousins. However, they are not sisters. There you go. Um, the next thing I want to do is end this episode with a little bit of um, fun, and I'd like you all to go to BuzzFeed. There was a quiz posted within the community section on August 26, 2019 that's entitled, Build a Cheese and Charcuterie Board and We'll Tell You What Kind of Wine You Should Drink With It. Okay, let's do it. You are really on a board kick this week. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see what's next. Um... First things first, choose a cheese board. I'm going to choose the one that resembles mine the most, which is the wooden one. I like the Williamson Emma Slate. There you go. Pick your first cheese. Cheddar. I'm going to choose Gruyere. Second cheese, I'm going to choose Gouda. Oh, I'm choosing mozzarella all the way, baby. Choose some charcuterie. I'm going to choose some copa salami. I'm going to choose prosciutto. As for accoutrements, I'm going to choose the hot honey. Ooh, uh, I'm going to choose jam. And I'm going to choose the goat cheese for the you-know-you-want-some-more-cheese uh, category. Oh, all the way. Uh, some bread to serve. Focaccia. Uh, French, 100%. And I got rosé. Oh, I got that Sauve Blanc. There we go. Actually, that we like got... my least favorite. We got each other's favorites. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely not a Sauve Blanc girl. All right. Well, there we have it. I guess uh, you should take the quiz. Let us know exactly what you guys got. 
And uh, if you have any recommendations for us, go ahead and send it our way. Until then, we will see you next week when we do Bees Buzz episode 5, as well as our next episode, which is uh, Hollywood. And for Pride Month, we are not only doing Euphoria and Hollywood, we are also going to review Pose, Grace and Frankie, and then we're going to let you guys choose what our fifth one is between AJ and the Queen and we're here, so comment below. Also check our story over the next three weeks in order to vote for what our last episode of Pride Month will be. Be. And be safe and healthy and happy out there. Love you guys. We love you. Say goodnight, Corey. Goodnight. Bye-bye now. He's like, I'm making my souffle. <laughs>